Hey everyone, welcome back to Google Workspace Recap, where we review everything new to Workspace every week. My name is Jesse Nolan, my co-host is Steve Larson, and we're here to help you keep up. We are counting down the weeks until Google Next is coming up. Uh, still working on putting an event together, but we may have a lead on space, so I'll be sure to let you know anything that gets updated as it gets updated and keep everybody up to date. Please hit the link in the show notes to let us know that you would like to attend. Um, Steve and I have our agendas lined up, which we were discussing a little bit at length uh, before the show, and we actually independently chose most of the same sessions, so I guess great minds uh, do think alike. We're also discussing how many shows to release while we're there, depending on timing, of course. It's going to be a little bit more challenging compared to in the past where we were remote for the show because there was no real in-person show. Uh, but this is going to be a whole different experience, so we're trying to figure out how best to bring that experience to all of you. So um, go ahead, Steve. You want to say something? Yeah, I just was thinking uh, it'd be great to maybe uh, you know maybe speak and uh, have some of the listeners that are maybe coming to next uh, on you know kind of an impromptu little uh, you know interview talk to you about workspace and uh, kind of include you in the show. So we'll be around the the uh, you know the conference room floor. Uh, we'll yep. have some recording gear uh, you know with us while we're there on the floor and trying to do some little impromptu recording uh, sessions there and then integrate that into some of those episodes. So. Look out for Absolutely. us on the floor. Ask us, you know, hey, you know, let's do a few a few minutes uh, kind of interview, essentially, or reach out to us ahead of time and say, let us know you'll be there, and uh, we can figure something out and plan something ahead of time before we arrive. Normally, I have my microphone attachment for my wireless uh, <laughs> yeah, lab, show that. but it's it's I moved out of this drawer and I moved it over into uh, I have a cabinet now for my production stuff because I've outgrown the little tiny drawer uh, next to me over here. So it's it's over there. So I can't just whip it out and say I'm ready for in-person interviews, but we are ready for in-person interviews. And that was uh, the next line of my intro there. We definitely would love to have anybody who listens to our show come over. Please say hello. Yeah. We'd love to meet you in person. And um, yeah. Do, do you have some wireless mics? Like yeah, lapels? I only said that like 80 times. I've got the DJI's no, here. No, no, I know. Yeah, okay, you've got the DJI. Okay, got those ones. But they're and not I've, like I've, the lapels. you got the, there's like the little clip-on things, right? Yeah, the clip-ons, but you know, you magnet it, you nice. magnet it to your shirt and whatever. I, and I also have the, where are those? Those are also in the, in the rack. I have the, uh, the road ones as well. But they both fit into the microphone attachment. So, mm -hmm. like you and I can wear lapels, and then we can also have the wireless one be on a yeah. mic and then record it all into yeah. something or rather. I'm not sure how we're going to do that mobile. Um, I can do, I, I can't cross manufacturers for that. I can do two lapels on DJI, and then I can wire them into the, um, the mirrorless camera that I've got here as well. Yeah. But I'm going to be carrying well, my backpack full of gear, so we'll figure it out. Yeah, that's why I was wondering if you had actual like wireless mics, like proper wireless mics that have XLR inputs, you know, that have the transponder receiver. Yeah, I that... do, but running all that and powering all that in the middle of a show floor is challenging no, unless we've got a studio. I, no, I've got it. Like, I, I have, because my, uh, my device will handle four inputs and it can be battery powered. It records to SD and that would work. Right, but my XLRs need full power for the receiver because they're wireless. Um, wireless lapels. They have a large no, battery, base, battery packs, base right? station. Not battery they are battery packs. packs, but they go to a Shure base station, oh, which is main, which that and that one needs yeah, it's power. Like a, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Those full one ten power. Yeah. Yeah, that needs like. A and as right. much as I have the power that I could bring with me, I'm not lugging around a twenty pound 
uh, anchor right. battery to right. power all of this stuff. Uh, if it worked over USB uh, or over USB C, I could use. I got uh, a new anchor twenty five thousand milliamp battery pack here that I could yeah. use, but. You know that that has the wattage out. It'll power my Mac, but it won't power you know regular right. 110. So a um, little bit challenging, but uh, maybe we can figure it out. Maybe I'll dig out the old Zoom, uh, whatever that thing was called, and uh, that has XLR inputs. Maybe we can do that. But again, we still have the problem of needing full 110 power for the receiver. So I don't know. I think I think with uh, modern technology of these little tiny wireless lapels, uh, we can figure it out. I think they have attachments for these as well, which I don't have. But there is a there is an input on each of these little devices here that you can click into. So you probably can get a wired lapel. But quite frankly, I found that just clipping it to your shirt or even us holding it in front of our mouths with a windscreen on top is uh, is going to have comparable sound. So I think that's definitely going to be sufficient. May not look a hundred percent as clean, but oh well, it's live. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll figure it out. You uh, you went partying this weekend. It's a big show in. Well, I did. In neck of the woods. I did. I did. Uh, Lollapalooza was in town this week in Chicago. So Lollapalooza was hanging out there for a couple of days, uh, mainly Friday, Saturday, uh, at the at the venue. Uh, saw a few shows. Pretty fun. It's good. First. First time I've went in a long time. I think I've only been there once before, maybe like 2010, something like that, 2011. Oh, wow. It's been a nice. while. Oh, uh, yeah, it's good. And it's a lot of stuff. It was in Chicago, yeah. so. It is. It is. Yeah, a lot of stages. Uh, I think, I don't know how many stages they have there. Uh, maybe like 10, something like that. Wow. So, saw a few. Yeah. And then uh, we also have uh, Bruce Springsteen in town Wednesday and Friday this week. So The boss. Yeah. So he's coming, uh, coming around to play at Wrigley Field Wednesday and Friday. Maybe nice. head to that Wednesday and listen, listen to see him. Very cool. Yeah. Once again, big thank you to our friends at Jamf who help us bring you these updates every single week. For anyone supporting Apple devices alongside Google Workspace, Jamf is a must because they can essentially help you manage or secure Apple devices so they perfectly integrate into your IT Google ecosystem. Google and Jamf integrations let you manage Chrome for safe browsing, achieve zero trust using Google Identity, and cover about every other aspect of using Google on an Apple device. It's really sleek. They also tailor device management and endpoint security to different organization sizes and industries with special workflows and solutions so really everyone can benefit. I'd be surprised if you haven't heard of them already, especially since we've mentioned them several times on this show before on uh, other episodes that they have sponsored. But if you haven't, definitely go check them out. And even if you have, jamf.com forward slash workspace recap. Again, jamf.com forward slash workspace recap. Thank you so much for supporting our show. And now on to the show. Yeah, Huge the biggest amount of updates number here. of updates that we saw in the end of week recap post, I think in a long time, if ever, six in that, and yep. then five more during the week. So a lot of stuff to, to look about and look at there. And then, you know, one thing actually that came out and made some, uh, there's some changes made that just was kind of a, a you know, a UI kind of inter uh, UI change that I noticed not, not kind of go back and forth where, whether or not we like this or not uh, from my perspective. But the if you are enforcing labels on documents, the warning that users would see used to be, you know, right over the menu bar where users were interacting with, you know, things like, you know, the font and the font size and bold and italics. So those menu items there, it was, you know, impeding you to get access to that those those buttons until you put those labels in. 
And, you know, for me, I mean, it was kind of, you know, a little bit, you know, burdensome there, but that was the whole point. You know, you're supposed to have these um, and you need to apply them. So uh, once you do, that warning goes away and you can interact with that menu bar. Uh, it's been since moved now to below it as a separate, you know, full length uh, kind of warning on there or notification. And it, you know, it allows you to continue to work without, uh, you know, going over those icons. But, you know, now it just means that the user doesn't necessarily, you know, they're not really forced to apply those labels. So uh, maybe a little good, maybe a little bad, uh, kind of like the old way of, uh, of doing it. But that has recently changed uh, the other week. I noticed that. I think right after, I think right after we recorded the show last week or... Was it just before? I can't remember. It was right around that time, and uh, that I noticed that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting, and it's you know it brings into focus again the um, tricky, uh, I guess, path of walking the line in between security and usability. Right? It's like you don't want to piss people off or annoy people too much because then they'll just hate it and try and find workarounds or just hate it, hate doing it. But at least yeah. it'll get done. But then you know they're not fans of the product versus allowing people to easily and efficiently do their jobs. But yeah. also you know oftentimes people end up giving up security features in exchange for that. So it's a tricky tricky line to walk for sure. Yeah. Indeed. Um, then yeah. So in terms of the rest of the updates, so that, we, that they did announce uh, first <laughs> one uh, in this in the end of week recap updates. Uh, is the ability to empty the entire trash folder of shared drives in Google Drive. Uh, linkable headings are now available in Google Docs. Uh, People chips in Google Sheets is available now on mobile devices. Uh, the ability to add, drag, and drop to Google Drive multi-instance support on large screen Android devices is now out. Uh, we can insert emojis in Google Sites. Yay! More emojis. <laughs> and being able to paste HTML into documents on iOS is now available. Uh, and then in terms of our uh, you know main releases that we saw during the week, first one is that you can bring collaborators in Canvas to Google Assignments. Uh, next, we can import and convert sensitive Excel files into client-side encrypted Google Sheets. Google Classroom is now supporting a grade export to Skyward Omelative. Never heard of that, but I'm sure those huh. in the education space have, uh, or is or Skyward Cumulative. 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 There you go. Q-M-L-A. Yeah. I was reading it here from, it looked like an O from here, but then I clicked in the doc and it's cumulative. It looks like. Made by Skyward. Yeah. Uh, and then Q&A moderation is now available for Google Meet. And then finally, there are some more granular controls for Google Forms. And to round everything out, uh, we have a couple of things here in the news. Uh, WordPress is going to be offering some free transfers from Google uh, domains for a limited time. Uh, Google uh, can take uh, Chrome out of Chrome OS very soon. This is an article here from Android Authority. And that's interesting. I'm interested to hear what that is. And Workspace Recap Swag, we've uh, made some new uh, new shirts, so you'll see us wearing those around the showroom floor. I feel like, Jesse, you might have to order a couple shirts in case uh, I just want to wear a clean shirt every day instead of washing it. Um, <laughs> so maybe maybe get, give me a couple if, if you can. <laughs> How many days are we staying? <laughs> like four? I mean, two would be good. Mm. 
Inside, outsides, forwards, backwards. Just kidding. I'm going to be able to see the outsides the whole point. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, maybe, so we'll, we maybe we'll mix it up and get week. different types of, uh, of shirts. Sure, sure, yeah. You can uh, print, uh, print the original one for me. Give me one of those, finally. Yeah. <laughs> Still don't the, uh, the The print is starting to come off on that one, actually. Ooh, okay. After a couple washes, so that's that's why I got it as like a you know early test mm -hmm. test unit, and so I did not did go with that. From? I don't remember where I got the first one from. This one I got from Vistaprint. Um, I'm also looking at Moo for like um, stationary funky type things, oh, yeah. uh, business cards, stuff like that. So I have a couple yeah. of different um, Squarespace also does some printing stuff. So uh, a couple of different avenues for for doing these threads, thread up, whatever the hell it's called, thread threading, thread threadless. Oh, yeah. One of those thread, you know, swag companies also, um, yeah. threads, whatever, they keep changing their name, um, is also available as an option. So, you know, there's there's a lot of competition in that space. Um, but I do really like a couple of main brands for, for the sweaty, the sweater uh, ones. Bella Canvas is where we got all of the Tab Geeks um, sweatshirts in the past. Uh, pro tip, if you're looking to do swag. Mm -hmm. They're out of LA. They're a bit pricey, but oh god, are they comfortable! <laughs> so, um, if we do sweaters again, which is a little warm these days, but for people who don't live in the warm areas, uh, maybe we'll do sweaters again at some point. Definitely get those from Bella Canvas. Shout out to those guys. Alrighty. Alrighty. Let's dive into the update. Sure. Let's do this. Uh, first one uh, was the ability to empty those and uh, empty the entire trash folder of shared drives in Google uh, InDrive. Makes sense. Uh, so now <laughs> you can empty the entire trash folder uh, of a shared drive. So um, that just makes it a little bit faster and easier to get rid of everything when you need to empty the trash. Got to say, this doesn't ever come up for me. No? I don't think I've ever tried to actively, proactively go yeah, in and delete forever the trash yeah. in a share drive or even, mm -hmm. even in my main drive i guess it was something i uploaded once that was personal that i didn't want in the work drive so i went and i deleted that right away but like yeah i don't know it deletes if i trash it it deletes it after 30 days yeah. so the I only don't, you know. the only time i've ever needed to do it was when i was working with you know space constraints um in right. some you know, personal accounts. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, being able to clear that up right away because otherwise it just sits there. And sometimes I actually see it sitting there more than 30 days. So it's, uh -oh. you know, it doesn't always automatically, I think, go away after 30 days. But yeah, maybe, maybe it does now. I just, I thought, I remember, I seem to just remember things not really actually deleting after 30 days. But yeah, I'm maybe sure. somebody who wants to be more secure about things also might delete things more proactively. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do it some. I do it from time to time, not too often. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, you can now link. Uh, you know, headings are now linkable uh, in Google Docs. So uh, I, I I thought these were always linkable though. I always thought there was a way to, you know, get the URL because the URL always said heading with the ID value. So right. I um. I don't know. I, this is weird because I just thought this has always been there. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I've I've certainly copied formatting, but that's not this. I've been able to copy links to headings. Yeah, there's copy heading. Link to the head. So copy the heading. 
Right. Because um, like if you if you you know if you're in our in ours right now, right? Oh, you can link directly see... to that point. It's an anchor point in the dock. That's what it is. Yeah, but but that's always but been could, there. So always could, been there. Right. Because it's you know it says heading equals you know h dot ebs like I'm looking yeah. at you know, our dock right now. Right? Well, this that's makes it easier probably. Well, silent release is not. We don't have a. That's not a heading, right? So it's, oh, it wait, says wait. copy heading link right there. Yeah. I just did it. Right. So. Yeah. So it it definitely yeah. makes it easier. It's right there. You don't have to make right. it a. Maybe you don't need to make oh, it a table of contents it, heading. Is it just adding it to the menu drop down? Yeah. Is that what it yeah. is? But it was already there in the URL anyways. You just go to your address bar and copy the URL. Yeah, so now it's a GUI way of doing it. I guess, right? But I don't know. It was always there in the URL. So that's why I just was wondering like, why this is even announced because it's always been there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe for those who didn't notice yeah. that it was there in the URL bar. I guess. Well, yeah, it was just like in the, in the structure of the URL. That's what it was. Right. Well, no, even if I, let's see, if I do it now, yeah, it, it appends edit, header, heading, yeah. Something, something to it. And that's, right. is that the same link? Let's see. Copy heading link. Let's see. Yeah. That's the same link. Yeah. They, they give it a, a gooey, a gooey way of doing it. Yeah. I think that's it. I like gooeys. I don't know. Speaking of gooeys, did I, I don't think I mentioned this on, on last week's show. Speaking of gooeys, hell of a transition right there. Um, I, I had hands-on, I posted this on Twitter, I had hands-on working with Windows Server 2000. Hmm, there you go. And dude, it's been yeah. a while. My brain was like, yeah, mm -hmm. the, the, the gears needed oiling. They were grinding so yeah. hard because they haven't been used in 20 years on, mm -hmm. uh, on a server that old. And the thing that shocked me the most about it, and then we'll get back to uh, after linkable headings, the thing that shocked me the most about it is how much of it could still be keyboard driven. It was a GUI interface, but I didn't have a mouse. And it, all of my old tricks were coming back to me. I'm like, oh wait, I just do everything by keyboard. And so I was just navigating the Windows, you know, actual interface, not with a mouse, but with a keyboard. Mm -hmm. And it was wonderful. It was refreshing to be able to yeah. do everything with tabs and spaces and backspace and <laughs> enter and like, <laughs> so easy i was flying right. before i knew it and it was like oh this is you know throwback right there yeah. but it was it was a pleasure so um you know definite definite throwback uh to to a simpler time maybe <laughs> yeah but i want to throw that in there because i like gooeys but you know sometimes it's nice to go back to the old keyboard and it wasn't you know yeah. it wasn't a, a you know like a, a command line interface it wasn't doing like, sure, you can right. do everything keyboard and command line interface. You have to. Um, and even that is starting to get a little bit of a mouse interface in them. Um, but this was, I don't know, there's just something special about this. Nice. Figured I'd throw that experience in there for you all. Yeah, cool. Uh, next is the people chips in Google Sheets. It's available on mobile devices now. So when you have, you know, those fields in Sheets that are uh, showing you information about that user, uh, you'll be able to see that now on mobile devices. So you'll get you know, information like you know, the emails and phone numbers and uh, being able to email, uh, chat, schedule meetings, and call someone from uh, when you're selecting that cell and that user in uh, on mobile devices. 
So that is available now on iOS and Android devices. Cool. Uh, next, yeah, next we can now uh, drag and drop uh, to Google Drive multi-instance support on large screen Android devices. So uh, now we can drag and drop between two instances of the Drive app and enable you to quickly share files between folders um, uh, between those two different accounts. So you can move those, drag them, move them around. That's, That's kind of cool. cool. Yeah. 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 Between the two different accounts is, uh, is I think, is the cool coolest thing. part of that. It's nifty. Yeah. Yeah. Because it makes sense. I mean, if you have, you know, two side by side things in the same account, you'll be able to move things around and, and I don't know, right. bring it somewhere. But uh, it, recognizing that, you know, you're maybe moving it across accounts or something, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I imagine that would not work if it was uh, Android for work profile lockdown. Yeah. I well, right. I, I mean, I wonder though, is this, is this just going, when you drag it across, is it just applying permissions to the user on the destination or is it moving it? Is it copying it? I don't know. Mm. I don't have a large screen Android device to test this out. So well, I'm not sure of the behavior. I do. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think I have, well, first of all, the battery's dead. You know, the whole point of this dock is that you're supposed to have, I mean, the, the tablet is that you're supposed the to have device. it on the dock, so that the device, right, is supposed to have it on the dock so Charge. that it never never dies. I haven't taken the dock out of the box yet. <laughs> I, I keep playing with it on my desk, and I never actually took the time to install it on my kitchen counter, so that's definitely going to happen uh, this week. And then, then it'll be charged, but then it won't be in front of me, so uh, six of one, half a dozen of the other, I suppose. How Can't many uh, suitcases of toys and uh, equipment are you going to be bringing to next? That's my question. To next? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Let's put it this way. I don't normally check bags when I fly um, have to locally. And by local, I mean, you know, to Vegas for the day or, or short hops, like an hour and a half long flight, only for a couple of days, you know, little yeah. trips like this. Definitely checking a bag for next with all the gear, yeah. cables, chargers, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. that I'm going to be well, bringing. I would, I would check i would check the clothing and carry right. on the, the gear yeah to that. yeah that exactly I um, do not i just mean that there won't be no no um throwback to uh another throwback here i'm very nostalgic tonight it seems throwback to uh united breaks guitars it's a buddy of mine actually um who i met him at a conference oh, years later guitars all the time yeah so he he's a um a musician and um he had a taylor guitar that united uh, chucked around in their baggage and they broke um and he went it was before social media um what do you call it social media activism like you know reach out and, oh, yeah. and then go viral sure. for being like because it's a yeah. crazy story uh before that was a thing and he sort of helped write the book on that because what he did is he made a youtube video with his band called united breaks guitars and the video had millions and millions of views i think today it probably has 10 or 20 million still on it um and uh basically the the, the guitarist um dave carell um, he just ended up with a new career out of this because he went around the world speaking on this topic and how he went viral. And then um, basically United's, views, wow. United's um, stock dipped significantly. And um, yeah, it, it, it amassed 150,000 views within one day. And then United contacted him saying that they hoped to right the wrong. Half a million views by, by a few days later. Three days later, five million by a month later, and ten million 
by a few months later, and then by later that year, 15 million. So it just exploded, and everybody was talking about it and whatnot. Um, yeah. And the owner of Taylor Guitars, the company that made the guitar that was broken, um, offered Carol, the, the musician, two guitars and whatnot for his next video because it was just going to be you know, a great marketing ploy at that point and, and whatnot. So... Um, the reason I bring this up is because ever since then, it's like, yeah, no, I'm, I, for real sensitive stuff, I'm not trusting baggage carriers yeah. ever at all. Um, I'll be bringing the cameras with me. I'll be bringing the, the sound deck with me. Um, and I always travel with all my electronics and my carry-on anyway. So, yeah, definitely um, putting the clothes underneath. That's for sure. He wrote a book about it, too. Oh, did he? That's funny. Yep. Yep. The power of one voice in the age of social media. Yeah, well, he was he was one of the first voices. Like there was yeah. nobody else had done it yet. So if you're interested in his story, look that up. And the song is pretty catchy too. So, yeah. what'd you say? Is 22 million views on it now? 22 million views. Yeah. So I I saw him speak in Israel at a conference I was at, and then I was like, Hey, so if uh, we hook up a bar for you to jam at, would you do an impromptu show? And he's like, You know what? Sure, what the hell? Let's go party. And so I did. I called up uh, around a couple of bars, and uh, one of the uh, English-speaking bars um, had an open stage, and and uh, they open like they don't normally do open mic that night, but they're like, yeah, sure, why not? And so a whole mess load of us from the conference went down, and, and we had a we had a great time. So it's random, nice. funny, fun impromptu things that you can do randomly. But uh, yeah, ever since I heard that talk, I was like, nope, taking the good stuff with me. <laughs> All right, next update, uh, one of my lovely uh, features around you know, business productivity here is uh, emoji insertion in Google Sites. So, yay. <laughs> yes, yes, very excited. My turn to use the applause button. <laughs> that is a long applause. That right is. There. That just kept going. Going yeah. and going. Yeah. I'm going to have to uh, maybe shorten it a bit. Usually I would put yeah. it in post, but now I got a button. So it's all right. I mean, that was, that was, you know, the right amount of excitement, I think for this. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I can, uh, Steve's yeah, favorite insert this into, into your sites and, you know, make some more lovely sites with emojis here. I love emojis. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're great. They're great. Uh, you can now, and then finally here, uh, pay and paste HTML into documents. Whoosh, moving on past, getting past it. No more talk about emojis. There's just <laughs> nothing else to say. I don't know. Uh, this update here is uh, available on iOS devices, and it's already out now. So, yep, ability to paste copied HTML elements into a doc on Android it was out last month. Now it is out on iOS. How nice of them. Android got something mm -hmm. first for a change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. That's right. Uh, all right, uh, over into Google Assignments here. So you can start to bring collaborations in Canvas to Google Assignments. So this is some of the uh, you know kind of more education focused uh, functionality here. Uh, so this is the feature to uh, a new feature to exclusively exclusively for Canvas here that allows users to create. Uh, drive item and collaborate on it with other users in the course teachers and students can start to work together uh, on a different variety of uh, drive documents now and be able to uh to yeah, i don't know interact with this so a little um little feature of you guys can i'm just looking at here at canvas use assignments can with canvas uh because I mean, isn't 
canvas with a refer to for a lot of the other um, functionality with, with Drive and Docs and everything. Smart Canvas, right? Well, that's Smart Canvas. So, this is something different. I know, right. Yeah. Uh, it was just like, it sounds a little confusing, isn't it? Um, yeah, a little bit. Also, yeah. I think there's like several other education-focused services called Canvas or some variation of Canvas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it is here, though. Uh, some details on how to use this end users in terms of, you know, signing up for it, where you need to go to start to uh, leverage some of this new features. Um, so for those that are in the education side of things, uh, you'll be able to leverage this new feature. It'll be available on Education Fundamentals Standard Plus and the Teaching and Learning Upgrade tier. So looks like everyone, uh, pretty much everyone there, uh, will have access to that. And uh, next, the important convert sensitive Excel files into client-side encrypted Google Sheets. So this is uh, launching in an open beta uh, where you can import and convert these into, uh, you can import and convert sensitive Excel files into Google Sheets with client-side encryption. Uh, the encrypted Excel file won't be changed even as you change the encrypted Sheets file. Uh, so you'll only be able to import the encrypted XLS X Excel file types, which I think uh, you know, is pretty pretty common to only be working with those these days. Uh, there is um, some additional Excel and tabular file types are not supported here. During the import, unsupported Excel features in Sheets will be ignored. Uh, there's a max file size of 20 megabytes, and the maximum number of cells that can be imported is 5 million. So that's kind of aligns with Google Sheet limitations generally there on that last one. Um, and then a rollout schedule for this. Uh, this is starting uh, on the 1st of August on a gradual rollout up to 15 days for visibility for both rapid release and scheduled release domains and available to Enterprise Plus uh, customers, Education Standard, and Education Plus customers. Another classroom update, uh, one for the uh, you know, education users here. So classroom teachers are now uh, able to export their grades into Skyward Cumulative, a third-party student information system. Got to write that down. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's just a whole bunch of details here about that. Uh, being able to configure different export settings and apply uh, that apply to the classroom teachers, um, those that are using it. Uh, this kind of gives teachers the ability to manually link new or existing Google Classroom classes to their SIS and send those assignments and grades from Google Classroom to the SIS. And rollout for this one also started on the 1st of August. Uh, also graduate rollout, 15 days for visibility on both of the rapid release and scheduled release domains. Uh, education Fundamentals, Education Standard, Education Plus, and Teaching Learning Upgrade users will all get those. Uh, next, the ability to moderate Q&A is available for Google Meet. So hosts that are uh, you know, wanting to moderate some of the questions and the uh, and answers functionality here, you can now start to do that to review and approve questions before they're shared with meeting attendees. So you know, pretty typically pretty good for situations where you're maybe hosting a large scale external event. You know, most of the time internal events, everyone's you know able to post stuff and uh, do things kind of freely, but you know, whatever you need, 
uh, internal, external, whatever it is, uh, that'll work for both. Uh, so this will give you that uh, kind of control that you may want to have uh, before that gets seen by everyone in the meeting. Um, this is a new feature that will be off by default, so you're going to have to you know, enable this as a user in your meeting uh, to hide each question until host approves it, and then someone will you know, need to kind of actively monitor and approve those so that others can see that, uh, see that question before it uh, goes out. Uh, same rollout pace here, August 1st, garage rollout, both scheduled release, rep release domains. Uh, this one is going to be available to Workspace Essentials, Business Standard, Business Plus, Enterprise Starter Education, Enterprise Essentials, Education Plus, pretty much everyone else here, uh, Enterprise Standard, Edu Enterprise Plus, Education Plus, Teaching Learning Upgrade, as well as nonprofit customers. So um, available to, yeah, it looks like pretty much everyone other than Business Starter Tiers. I was recently in a meeting with somebody who um, apparently just uses Meet for going into meetings and not much more, um, like many of us. But uh, they opened, uh, I had them open up the settings panel for something, and they were just like, whoa, there's a lot oh, of new stuff out. in here. I was like, yeah, yeah. there's been a lot yeah. of work that Google's been doing on it lately. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of feature releases for it. Mm -hmm. uh, then finally, uh, we have uh, some more grand controls for Google Forms. So there's going to be a new toggle in the admin console to add some controls for, uh, you know, for who can access those forms, Google Forms and features services. So when uh, this is disabled, end users can't create ed or edit or respond to Google Forms, for example. So yeah, this is just in, it looks like in the admin uh, panel here, uh, to be able to uh, control that a little bit more. So Forms, of course, be on by default. Uh, it could be disabled, uh, the domain uh, OU and group level. And uh, yeah, just a interesting uh, kind of feature. I guess someone uh, someone really didn't want people to be able to create forms, I guess. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. More power to them. Mm -hmm. It will turn anything on or off. Yep. Uh, rollout for this one, same as before. Graduate rollout, August 1st, 15 days. Scheduled release and rapid release domains. And available to all workspace customers. So that rounds up the updates uh, for, you know, uh, for this week. Uh, over to you, Jesse, with some of the uh, things in the news. Alrighty, so um, WordPress wants some of the Google domains pie. They are offering for the first one million domains that get transferred over, they will pay the transfer fee. So that's one year of registration for free uh, for each of your domains that you migrate over to WordPress.com as the host. Uh, but again, that it's only for the first million domains. Now, there are 10 million domains on uh, Google domains, apparently. So I don't know exactly how long it's going to be, but I imagine that uh, it's not going to disappear that quickly. So if you, because this article was already, uh, I don't know, August 2nd it came out. Um, so I think you'll probably still be fine there. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, I just, I don't know, I probably should have talked about this when we you know, talked about the announcement of, of the domains kind of going away. Um, like why, why didn't Google just transition this over to cloud domains on the C and GCP side? That like, would have been that nice, still is but there. that's not consumer. Domains is consumer. Well, I know, but like, just say, hey, we're they should give us the over option. to GCP. Mm, yeah, just like 
Move no, over Domains is still very, it's it's a consumer product. It's it's polished for consumers, it's designed for consumers. The UI is good for consumers. Okay. Consumer takes one look at, G, at GCP, they're going to have an aneurysm. Probably, yeah. Okay. Um, you want it to be consumer yeah. friendly, and GCP is not. Now, they should have stayed in the domain game. They should have made Google Cloud Domains what we were yeah. all already using Google Domains for anyway a really simple straightforward secure fast easy way to buy a whole bunch of domains and, and host a whole mess load of domains and point them yeah. to wherever we want to point them whether it's squarespace or wordpress or anywhere else on the internet like yeah whatever sometimes i have domains over there i gotta move them now you gotta well they'll move anyway they'll just move oh, to wait, squarespace Oh no! Wait a minute. It's managed by cloud domains. So I think I do have to manage. A cloud domains domain. is supposedly all. Hey, you know what? That blog post never came out. They were Which supposed one? to. There was going to be a blog post from from Google detailing what was happening here with more information. Yeah. I never saw it. Did you? No, I no, did not. The announcement that we saw was from Squarespace. I think Google tried to just, you know, get a pull a fast one on us. Gonna have to reach out to some folks on that one because I had heard that there was definitely a domain, a, a, a blog post coming, and I haven't seen it. So I'm gonna look for that. Um, and if it's there, I will bring it in hopefully next week's episode um, or see what we can find because that's hmm, curious. Anyway. Um, the WordPress, uh, back to that update here, WordPress says that it will only raise prices if wholesale costs go up and compares itself to Costco uh, in that vein. Other benefits include fast DNS speeds, privacy protection, and free SSL installs. They say, as far as performance, their DNS speeds are faster than Google, GoDaddy, and DigitalOcean, but don't take their word for it. Feel free to check at dnsperf.com, and there's a link in this article to do exactly that. Uh, Squarespace had said that, that it, would, it would honor all existing Google Domains renewal prices for at least 12 months after the sale closes, which we don't have a firm date on here. And perhaps that is what uh, Google is waiting for before they do a, a blog post on that is an official closing date or something to that effect, confirmation, etc. So I guess if you're interested in uh, in this saga, if you will, Stay tuned. Sorry, I just jumped out of my head because I loaded up this site and there's an ad playing very, very loud, even though the volume said it was muted on there. So I just jumped out of my skin trying to finish that update. Apologies, <laughs> folks. Thanks for that, Android Authority. Well, it's not them per se, but there is a video ad on their page with frickin' audio autoplay on, so screw you guys. All right, get my heart rate back down to normal so that uh, I can, can focus again here. Um, this has been talked about on this show and others in the past, but Google has been making progress in working towards taking Chrome, as in the browser, out of Chrome OS. And that is specifically in terms of updates, meaning you'll be able to update Chrome OS, the browser, theoretically, as far as security updates go, longer than you'll be able to get full updates of uh, Chrome OS, the operating system. And the goal there is, um, uh, maybe this wasn't the original goal, but I've certainly heard it talked about nowadays. Wow, that ad just started again. Screw you. Okay, I need to mute, mute, mute this, tab. this tab. Yeah. 
Uh, at least I didn't jump as much this time because I recognized the the sound that it was making. But it's it's like a uh, like when you go to the movie theaters and they're trying to show off how good their speakers are in there, oh, and it's doing that at full volume on this ad. That's really annoying. It's just looping the ad. So yeah, I just mm-hmm. muted that entire page. Sorry about that, folks. Um, uh, if you go to this link, <laughs> mute the page right away because there's going to be a uh, an ad on it, or maybe I'll find a different different uh, article. I think Nine to Five covered this as well, so I'll, I'll pull that article instead of this one. But essentially, there's a lot of people who are stupidly complaining. I mean, they're not stupid. The complaints are dumb. We've talked about this before as well. During COVID, schools and lots of people bought really cheap shit garbage Chromebooks, and now they're complaining that the Chromebooks are basically scrap because they're terrible to begin with, and you bought really old, underpowered garbage Chromebooks at the time, and now, yes, of course they're not getting updates because they were six years old to begin with when they were bought. Now, granted, that was all there was on the market, etc. I get it, but the same is true for Windows computers, and don't even get me started on Mac computers. Like, yeah, Macs will run forever, Windows will run forever, but they're not getting security updates, people. Nor is Chrome OS. So I'm preaching to the choir, I'm sure anybody who is on the show probably knows this, uh, especially since I went on a serious rant on it several weeks ago or months or whatever when the first time this came up. Uh, But essentially, this should appeal a lot of those folks, appeal to or appease, rather, is the word I think I was looking for there. A lot of those folks who are saying, now it's not going to get any updates, and... um, Basically, it'll enable them to get at least security updates uh, as opposed to entire operating system updates. So good move um, for Google in the right direction. I think also that it's a good move because then they'll be able to put out security updates that won't necessarily update the entire OS. And um, also, theoretically, I guess, could allow other browsers on Chrome OS. I don't know. I guess uh, we'll have to see where that goes. Um, Oh, interesting. Right, right. Something well, can you run it through the the App Store? We can still do that. I think the App Store, Android App Store. If you're enabled, enabling that, you can do any browser that are there in the store. Right. So probably um, the question is of the the yeah. user experience. Of course, a lot of those apps that you just get out of the App Store from Android on Chrome run like crap. So <laughs> unfortunately, uh, I wish Google would put more pressure on those people to update them the way that they're putting pressure on people to update their apps for big screen devices. But um, you know, I guess. Uh, Beggars can't be choosers in that regard. So um, hopefully that's going to be coming out soon. It appears that they are making good progress towards it. And I believe it is already in um, the... You you can manually enable it in Chrome OS 116. Apparently there's a flag for it now coming. So um, coming already here. I'm not sure which version is currently out. Um, So if that is something that you're interested in, definitely go and take a look about that. Um, then, uh, the last, uh, topic that I had here was, uh, uh, not so much a topic, but more a, um, it's teaser, if you will. I'm going to throw up on the screen on the YouTube side, the, um, image of the shirt that we have, which is really just the logo with our faces on it. I'm sure you've seen it. Um, if you are a podcast listener, then you've definitely seen it because it's our site logo over on the podcast side. Um, but uh, it's just Steve and I on the shirt. It says Google Workspace Recap with the server background on there. So um, 
Uh, that is what we will be likely wearing at Google Next. So uh, keep a sharp eye out for that. I wanted to put on the back, ask me about Google Workspace, but um, on the site that I was doing it on, I couldn't find a way to get that print high up because I wanted it on the back on the shoulders there, like across the, the your shoulder line. And instead, it had it much further down. And I was just like, eh, it's going to be dumb if it's down there. So I couldn't find a way to really make it work in the way that I liked it. So maybe the next generation of shirts will do that for me. So anyway, that's uh, all of the things that we have here for this week. And uh, hopefully we'll put together some more information on which individual sessions you should attend at next. I'm thinking about uh, how the best way to do for that. And we'll finalize all the things that we're going to do for the show or shows coming from next. Again, if you're going to be there, uh, we look forward to seeing you counting down. Um, next week's show should be interesting. I'm going to be recording from up in the mountains, so definitely stay tuned for that. That's all for this week. Send us your questions and comments on Twitter, uh, at Workspace Recap, and on our website, WorkspaceRecap.com. Hit the subscribe button, thumbs up, wherever you're listening, five stars, etc. Uh, drop your comments if you're over on YouTube down below. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time on Workspace Recap. <laughs>